Welcome everyone, and this is another episode of Tandem Coaching Academies, bringing agile and professional coaching worlds together. We are your hosts today, Shri Silas and I, Alex Goodenough. And today we are talking to Francis Penafort, who is ICF MCC. And our topic today is systemic intelligence in coaching. And when I heard this first time, it was like a big whoosh over my head. So, Francis, why don't we start with you introducing uh, yourself to our listeners? All right. Thanks so much, Alex and Sherry. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, you are helping me create history for myself because this is my first podcast and I'm so excited to be on this podcast. Okay, a little bit about myself. I am an ICF Master Certified Coach. I have been coaching for 12 years and I have coached like a variety of uh, a diverse range of clients as well as from different countries. And uh, uh, what I currently do is I co-facilitate in a coach certification program for ACC as well as BCC. That's something that I do most of the time. Besides that, I also do my executive leadership coaching and I am a coach supervisor to coaches as well as a mentor coach to new and upcoming coaches. So basically that's what I do. Right now I have a new project on writing a book and building a new, brand new website. So I'm really excited for 2021. I know everyone is talking about the pandemic and how depressing it is, but I'm taking a different stance. I'm like grabbing the opportunity to, you know, really expand my wings and just ride with the crest of the curve of the wave. So I'm excited. Mm. Thank you. Reminds me that a lot of people are running away from hurricanes and then those those brave ones who just dive into the eye of the hurricane to find something new. That's me, that's me, that's me. <laughs> yes. And so as you're riding into that hurricane, can you yeah. unwoosh me? And what is this systemic intelligence in coaching? Yeah. I was just like you, Alex. When I first heard it, I was like, what? on earth is this it sounds too scientific for me however i was in the pandemic and during the pandemic i had very little work in the beginning stages of the pandemic and this program came and landed on my lap so i was thinking i'm just so curious how can coaching be so scientifically uh, sounding so I joined the program, which was about three months. Uh, it was an online program and I was just blown away by what I learned. And I quickly dived into it and then started using it with my clients. And I could see the transformation was just fantastic, phenomenal transformation using the systemic intelligence. So now this has become like my most preferred tool when I do my uh, executive leadership coaching. So let me share with you what I had learned. I'm not claiming to be an expert, but I'm claiming to have to be someone who has learned it and who is keen to share the experience. 
So this is where I'm coming from, that space of sharing my experience. So when I heard what systemic intelligence, to me, it was just too much to handle. So as I'm going to share it with you, I want to separate the word system and intelligence. So what is system? So for me, when I went for the course, I learned that in, uh, there are elements, when there are elements that are sitting together in a system, these elements are not in, independent of each other. They're not in isolation. Somehow there is some connectedness, which we call interconnectedness. Somehow there's some relationship, which we call interrelationship. And somehow they are interdependent. So they're sitting in a system and being uh, playing a role, which may not be so obvious, but they are playing a role. And the smallest system that we can find is in families. So there is a father who has to play a role, a mother who has to play the role, the child who has to play the role, the in-laws will have to play the role, etc., etc. grandparents, etc. So that's the smallest system. Elements sitting in there, there is some form of uh, roles that they are playing, and they are interdependent, interrelated, interconnected. So the larger one could be like schools, and in a larger place could be business organization. Even larger could be business communities. Then we go to the nation, and then in the world, all the different countries are sitting in systems, and of course, the planet Earth, the largest one. Of course, we can go beyond that, but at least until then. So these systems, there is some form of connection between them, but it's not visible to our eyes. It is an invisible energy that's flowing between these different elements. And when the flow is very smooth, then you can see the, the joy, the excitement, the enthusiasm, the laughter, and in organizations, you can see them as high-performing teams, high productivity, excellent results. So that's when you know that the elements in the system, there is an energy which is not visible. However, the energy is moving smoothly. So if we look at the water line, the elements are sitting on top of the water line. And the energy that is invisible is beneath the water line. So when the energy is flowing smoothly, the results come out on the above the water line. So you see good, good results. Conversely, there are some organizations when you go into the organizations, the leaders are cracking their heads. I just don't understand why my teams are not performing. I just don't understand. I've given them a raise. I've given them bonuses. I've given them travel incentives. But look at them. It's such a struggle just to, to get them to get the results. And when you go down to the ground level and you look at them above the waterline, you can see there's a lack of trust here. There's little psychological safety. There's high absenteeism. There is a lack of, uh, there's resistance to change. There is confusion. Teams are ignoring deadlines. Leaders were supposed to be people and task leaders. They're supposed to be strategic thinkers. Guess what? They are doing the work of their teams because their teams are not functioning. 
So they get burnt out and they don't have a clue as to why they are experiencing this. So they are just looking at the symptoms above the waterline. So if we can get intelligent about what is the energy below the waterline, where is the energy getting stuck? Or in systemic intelligence, the, the, the term is entanglement. If there is an, any entanglement, we can identify where the entanglement is and all the coach needs to do is just do a nudge. Just nudge the entangled energy and immediately you can see the results above the waterline. Mm. So we need to be intelligent about the system. Mm. So when you're nudging that energy, yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit about what that looks like. I'm a coach. I see this non-performance on top. So I know there's something under the surface. What then? Okay. How do I nudge it? Yeah. So to do the, how do we do it? Before we can answer the, how do we do it? We need to understand what are the elements in systemic intelligence that we can leverage on so once we understand that there is a science behind it, and these are the core elements of systemic intelligence, then we learn the tool on how to nudge it. And that tool is called constellation. But before we can go to using the tool, we need to understand a little bit about the science. So can you give me permission to just share a little bit around the science of it? Yeah, I'm interested in this science and coaching. That sounds yeah. like, hmm, didn't know there was science there. Yeah. So in systemic intelligence, what happens is the, the main core of it, or three, core, three main elements, one of it is on uh, the knowing field. So we, want, we need all coaches, like all coaches to understand when we go into an organization, what is the knowing field? Is there an energy flow underneath? And that energy flow is called the knowing field. But how do we know that there is an energy? How do we prove it? So there was a scientist, uh, a British uh, scientist. His name is uh, Dr. Rupert Sheldrick. So he's an English author. He's a researcher in parapsychology. And he also introduced a theory. And his theory has got a more scientific name. This is for like, <laughs> it's called morphic resonance. So I'm not going to go deep into what he has done, but I just share with you the essence of that uh, scientific theory. All he did was he said, when systems exist and there are people, the elements within the system, they are interconnected. We cannot see the energy, but we can sense the energy. So how do we sense it? So he said, let me prove it. Let me prove it that there is a knowing field of energy flowing. So what he did was he did experiments on animals and then he did experiments on human beings. So on animals, he said there is a dog and there is an owner of the dog. So what he did was, he told the owner of the dog, for Monday to Friday on your work days, you're coming back from your office, but I want you to take different routes, different times you leave the office. 
different ways of coming back home, bus or taxi or some other way. You just vary it over the weekdays. And they observe the drop. They wanted to see whether there is a knowing field of energy between the owner and the dog. And they were observing the dog. And guess what they found out? Whatever route he took, whichever mode of transport he took, whichever time he left the office, the dog knew within 30 minutes of his arrival to wait at the door. So he said, how on earth will the dog know? What is this knowing field that the dog is aware of? The energy, the energy is telling him there is some form of energy that is so intelligent that's triggering the dog. Hey, get ready, your master is coming. So, so no matter what time the master was coming home, the dog was still at the door 30 minutes, even if it was too ever. Interesting. What? It's, it's just beyond us understanding, yeah? our normal understanding. And it was different ways of coming back, whether it's coming from the north or in the south or different modes, whatever. They varied, they put in all the maximum variables they could do, and yet the dog was intelligent enough to pick up the energy from the knowing field and be ready to meet the, meet the master. So that was with the dog. Now they did it experiments with human beings. So he got people who know each other like you, Sherry, and me. We are in two different continents, two different locations. And yet on Dr. Rupert Sheldrick's uh, website, he gives you photographs and he asks you to choose. Which, which picture would you like the best between these two, A or B, and I choose A. And then you across the continent, across the seas, they will, he will ask you, which, which photograph do you think Francis picked, A or B? And you will pick the same one. How on earth can that happen? He said the only way is that it's a field of energy and it's a knowing field. It gives me an inkling, a sense, a hint, a cue, a, you know, a clue that we are connected. Okay. So then how does all this tie into, I'm going to do some coaching now. Mm. So very interesting question. So in coaching, but just let me share with you the, the results from his uh, experiments. So his experiments were two, two friends. Then he did the experiments between spouses to see whether spouses could pick up the right photograph or picture, and they could. And then he did an experiment with total strangers. And that's my connection to coaching, okay? Two total strangers go into a cafe and he asks one of them to stare at the other. And within a few seconds, the other one looks and says, what is this? You're staring at me? They can pick up that energy within the knowing field that there is some form of connection. And he said between spouses, friends, cousins, spouses, and strangers, strangers was 70% correct, even higher than spouses. So he was shocked at the result. Then we come to coaching. So in coaching, 
as the coach is sitting there and the client comes in, the client is a total stranger. And yet, if the coach they can tune themselves into this lowering field, the coach, whatever the client is sharing on the surface, the scenario, whatever symptom that is the coach, the client is bringing, the coach can tap into the knowing field and get a sense, a clue, a hint, a cue of what is actually happening underneath the waterline for that client, even though that client is a total stranger. So isn't that beautiful? It so, is very cool, very interesting. And it makes me wonder as I'm, you know, if I'm sitting here as a listener and I'm a coach and I'm thinking, well, coaches are supposed to be neutral. They're not supposed to judge. And so it sounds like you're reading what's under the surface and making some judgments about what's really there. Um, can you tell us a little bit about um, how those things connect? Okay, beautiful question again. Thank you very much, Sherry. So what is beautiful about the core competencies for a coach? In ICF, we've got eight new core competencies and they were just uh, sort of like endorsed on the, from the 1st of July this year. So all coach training programs have to teach these core competencies. And core competency one, core competency two, coaching mindset, first one ethical, ethical practice, core competency number two, coaching mindset, core competency number three, uh, four, uh, trust and safety, and core competency six, which is on listening actively. Each one of these, these four core competencies tells us that the coach, when the client comes, the coach is invited as a guest into the client's world. So what does the coach have to do if the coach is in the client's world? So the coach goes into the client's world and the coach uh, embraces what the client is going through to understand what is, what's the relationship between the client's environment? What is the influence the environment has on that client? What is the influence the context has on the client? What is the influence of that whole energy or system that the client is experiencing? The coach will never know until the coach goes into that. So the coach is actually invited to do that. And to do that, the coach needs to have a sense of where the client is coming from. What is the energy that the client is bringing? So systemic intelligence gives us an avenue to not just know on the surface, but actually visit as a guest to the client's work. And this is existing in the client's work. Mm. So, so it's more judgment. Yeah. There is more of understanding and embracing where are you coming from? So it's fascinating when you said uh, a coach is invited as guest. I remember the kind of old Russian saying that you don't come to others' monastery with your own charter. You don't bring your rules to the 
to the other's house. You come is you come in invited as a guest, and so I'm wondering you you, you kind of rattled out that list of competencies that professional yeah. coaches, ICF coaches, kind of know by heart. Um, and so, how do these um, systems, systemic intelligence, um, how does that attenuate or uh, enhances these professional coaching skills that allows coaches to be a really welcomed guest in that house? Mm. Excellent question. This is actually helping me to like connect the dots for systemic intelligence. Because in systemic intelligence, we need to uh, appreciate and embrace that we need, uh, we can leverage the knowing field. So we already know that there is a field that is an energy underneath the waterline. But how does the coach actually go into the, the world of the, the, as a guest to the client? What is it the coach needs to be or do so that the coach can actually get this uh, sense, get the sense, get the cues and the hints of what is under the waterline? So Alex, to your question, I would like to share the second piece about systemic intelligence, which is the crucible. The crucible, what is it? What is the crucible? The coach is actually the crucible in that uh, coaching section or coaching conversation. Now, normally we believe that our brain, the prefrontal cortex, it receives information that we see from the coach, we hear from the coach and whatever we can pick up through our five senses. This prefrontal cortex, our brain, actually receives that information and processes it, and then we analyze it, and then we can make some decisions. And that's what we normally do in the real world. Okay? But what we are overlooking as coaches is, there is another part of us that has wisdom, and that is our body. Our body and our nervous system. That piece, our body and nervous system, is a brain which is much older than our prefrontal cortex. So the body and the nervous system is so intelligent that Dr. Rupert Sheldrake calls it the embodied wisdom. No choice. Your body has a wisdom, whether you like it or not, because it's old, it's an old brain. So it's got generations of wisdom all trapped within it. So this body and nervous system does not need to see or hear things. It will sense things. So when it senses something is, something is out of uh, alignment, it will trigger into you through your nervous system. And that's how we can pick up what is the entanglement of the energy underneath the waterline. So it's the wisdom that is stuck inside our body. 
So, and now I'm realizing I'm, I'm so wise and my body is so wise that it's not even funny. And apparently body would tell me something. How do I recognize what it's telling me? Yeah. <laughs> Such a nice question. I can't wait to share this with you, Alex. <laughs> okay. So how do I know what the body is telling me? I need to be able to tune into my body. I need to be able to pick up, hello, my body is talking to me, my body is giving me a cue, my body is giving me a hint. So you need to be, to be able to be in tune with your own body. So what we say is in systemic intelligence is, the cleaner your crucible or your vessel, which is your body and your nervous system, cleaner the relationship between you and your body is the sharper you will pick up these senses, these cues, these hints. So we, as coaches, we can clean up our body relationship with our body every day if we want. So the cleaner the process is, if we continue the process to clean it, then we can pick it up and we can hear our body telling us, like me talking to you, hello, please don't go there, or hello, please go there. So there I'm, are- I'm assuming that the cleanup is not like, take a shower and you'll, you'll be more intelligent. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a bit easier than that, and it's a bit cheaper than that, rather than going into the shower and spending money on your water bill. No, it's much simpler and easier than that. Shall I share with you how to do that? Okay. Yes, please. Okay, so how we do it is uh, relaxation, meditation, or mindfulness. And you don't have to do it the whole day. You can just spend one minute or five minutes to do that. All you need to do is recognize your body. So one of the simplest exercise is just to take a deep breath and then focus on my left toe. Then focus on my right knee. So you're connecting with different parts of your body. Focus on my right shoulder. Bring my attention and notice what is on, what's the energy around my right shoulder. Focus on my chin. Focus on the tip of my nose. And notice the space between my eyebrows. And then breathe and relax. So a simple exercise like getting connected with your body, just keep on getting connected with your body. So when your body talks to you, you will pick it up. Mm. Okay. So besides doing this, there are also apps, uh, apps on the phone that will do this. Connect yourself to your body and they will have a wonderful Yes, two-minute exercise. Just how to be clear about your connect. You're clearing 
in cleaning up the connection and relationship with your body. Mm -hmm. So by repeating it, you're cleaning up that relationship and strengthening the senses between you and your body. All right. So now I'm a coach. I'm connected with my body. I know I can tell when things are happening. I'm being triggered. I'm sensing stuff in the in the emotional field. Um, how do I connect that to now I'm coaching a system and what do I do with it? Okay. So uh, if you can give me uh, the space to just share one experience that happened to me. That'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah, how I used my body or my body used me in that coaching session. Yeah. Perfect, yeah. Yeah, so let me share that first. Then I can share with you how we can use the systemic intelligence in coaching. Okay, so I was in a supervision session and the coach came into the session and she shared, I don't know how to deal with this client of mine. Every coaching session, she comes into the session and she keeps on asking me, you know, I want your advice about this. And I want your advice about this. I want to know how to do this. I want you to tell me. And the coach is like getting frustrated. And she said, look, this is a coaching session. I'm not supposed to give you advice. So she's patiently repeating this message to the client and the client is like not getting it and coming every session with the same thing. Oh, I've got this issue. I need your advice. Please tell me what to do. So the coach brought this to the supervision and said, I just don't know how to handle this client. You know, whatever she's asking me, because I've got experience in my consultancy practice before I became a coach, of course, I know all the answers to her questions. So when the coach said that sentence, my spine, I could feel the energy in my spine like cringe. Oh, that's something that's really not aligned. And the coach, can see, see her client and hear her client, and yet the coach does not understand what is happening above the surface. She just keeps on telling the client, I'm a coach, I cannot give you advice. I'm a coach, I cannot give you advice. But the coach doesn't understand what is happening underneath the surface. What is beneath the waterline? And my body picked it up. So I asked her, what is the energy when you say, of course, I know all the answers to the question she's bringing. What is that energy that you're giving her? And the coach immediately realized, oh my goodness, I am bringing the energy like, I know, I know where you're coming from. I know all the answers. So ask me. But the coach didn't realize that she's bringing that energy. So until my body, I could feel the cringe in my body, you know, my muscles were like cringing inside me. And she realized, oh my goodness, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so immediately 
from the surface, even though she couldn't see, my body could tell which part there was entanglement because she was giving that wrong energy to her body. Mm. Now so she, she was saying, I'm not going to give you advice. I have nothing. This is your thing. She was her, her energy, her body was sending the message. I know what you're doing. Ask me. I want to tell you so bad. <laughs> she didn't realize it. She didn't realize. She couldn't see it because her mouth was saying, I'm a coach. I can't give you advice. Her brain was saying, I'm a coach. I can't give you advice. So the brain and the head was all in that space, but the whole body and energy was totally in a different space. Can you imagine? So coaches can go into situations and not realize, but if you practice this systemic intelligence, you clean out your vessel or your crucible, then you can pick up these gifts. And, and so, yes. And, and so, so that's example with an individual. How do you scale that to a team level or to organizational level? What's what's there? Okay. So, uh, so the third part about systemic intelligence, which I can connect to teams or even to organizations, is using the tool called constellation. Okay. So, constellation is actually. How do we tell teams? How do we tell teams what is the energy? I mean, I felt it in my body, but I want them to know. I want them to realize that that team is either working or not working. I want them to sense it in their body. I want them to know where and try to figure out where the entanglement is. So how do we do it? So we use constellation. So constellation is a tool and it is a three-dimensional visual tool of where possible entanglements can be seen. So whatever is underneath the waterline, we are trying to make it visible by using elements, parts. So we can use even human bodies. Okay, so Either we use human bodies in a team, or you can use small blocks like this. Can you see the blocks? Different blocks of uh, wooden blocks, different colors, different shapes, different angles, different arrows. So sometimes you are in a conversation and you only have the salt and pepper shakers, you can use that. You know? So it's not limited. You can use any small items. I've even used buttons. Okay, so using this, the people in the team can pick up pieces like this. Okay, so let me give you two examples. One is the team and one is using this block. Can I share two examples? Yep. Okay, so there was an individual, uh, individual senior HR manager and she was doing a presentation to this. This is a real, real life uh, case, yeah? So she was doing a presentation to the senior leadership team of her organization. Her organization is based off location. That means HQ is in US and her company is in another country. So she's a senior HR manager introducing a new HR initiative to the senior leadership team. 
And as she was doing the presentation, everything went well. She explained all the whole concept and the rationale and the purpose, etc. When it came to question time, the senior leadership team were throwing questions to her and she could answer some questions, answer some questions, but when it came to some questions when she didn't have the knowledge, what she did was she took her whole body and she turned. She turned and looked to her director. The senior leadership team is there and she turned her body to look at her director, thinking that her director has got more knowledge because he's sitting at a different level from her. So he may have extra information that he can feed to the senior leadership team via those questions. So as she turned her body and looked at him, he turned his face and looked away. So when he did that, she felt hopeless, helpless, like there was a big cave underneath her leg and she had been swallowed into the ground. So the whole being was not present at all. So she brought this case to me, her coach. She said, oh my God, I just don't know what happened to me. You know, I, I prepared so well and this thing happened. So she narrated the whole story to me. She said, I want, so I said, what's your question? So she said, I want to know why I lost my confidence in front of the senior leadership team. I want, so she's telling me the symptoms above the waterline. Why did I lose my confidence in front of the senior leadership team? Why didn't I be able to ask the question, answer the question? Why didn't, why when I looked at my director, he turned away? Why is it I couldn't get the support from him? He is the right person to look at and he's the right person to answer. And why is it that he looked away and I couldn't answer those questions? So all the why, why, why on these symptoms. So I'm using my crucible. I'm using my body to tap into her question. And I'm just sensing that there is some energy flow between her and her director. So what I did was I asked her, pick a few pieces from this, place them on your table, set it up as a constellation to signify a three-dimensional image of who are the key players. And uh, I want to just see how you set it up. So she took one piece for herself, she took one piece for the senior leadership team that she was presenting, and she put the arrows of herself and the senior leadership team facing each other because she was facing them. Okay, she was facing them, she was doing the presentation. And then she took one more piece for her director, her boss, and she put that piece far away from, from this two. And the arrow, instead of looking at her or the senior leadership team, it was looking away. So she just placed them like this. So I unpacked the constellation. So what did I do? I said, okay, who is this? Where is the arrow? Who is this? Where is the arrow? 
So the direction is important. So when we are unpacking a constellation, we are helping to unpack where is the entanglement of the energy. Where is the entanglement in that field? So she's looking at her senior leadership team and she has placed them close. So direction is important and also the distance. The distance is important. So what does this signify? The relationship is close. She feels that psychological safety. So she unpacks it for me. And then the direction, she unpacks it for me. Okay, done. Then I ask her about this guy. A big wide gap between you and the, the, your own boss. Oh, he never comes for any of our meetings when we are discussing this new HR initiative. He never updates me about any of the sessions that he has. Whenever I brief him about what me and my team has done, he never gives us any feedback. He never asks us questions. He never answers our questions. So I said, what does all this show about him? He's never there. So are you trying to tell me that in the office, in that dynamics, in that system where you are all key elements in the system, that he should be there? Of course he should be there. He is a key element in that system. That's why I put him on the, the board. Then I said, so why, if he is a key element and he is absent, the absence of a key element will shake, will entangle the energy that should flow. Because if he is a key element, he should be at the table, at the meeting. But being absent, he has taken out one of the parts of the system. So the system is not stable. So there is an entanglement. So my question to her was one question. Why did you turn? Why, when you're looking at the senior leadership team, why did you turn and look at an empty chair? A chair where your director was never present. And that blew her mind. So that's the entanglement. All I did was just nudge, just give it a nudge to the entanglement. And immediately you can see that transformational shift within herself with her thinking. She said, if I didn't do that, I could have still had my energy. I just threw away all my energy to an empty chair. Really so immediately, immediately she realized where the entanglement was, nudged it, and then guess what happened to her? She became, she was able, she said, no matter how complex the situation, she built up her capacity to deal with all these complex issues. Right. 
So really, really interesting if we go back to core competencies of coaching. Often people hear about coaching, they think, nope, it's just questions. You can only ask questions, nothing else. All you can do is ask questions. But very obviously here, you made an observation and it was that observation was key to the client really getting the insight they needed to be able to, um, to have the breakthrough, right? So really great example of how coaching is more than just questions. So we've got time for about one more question here. Is there anything left that you um, want to wrap up to make sure that our listeners get the full picture before we finish? I think we, we more or less covered most of it. You know, the science behind systemic intelligence, how coaches can use it to strengthen their core competency. Because being present to your client as a guest in their world is not just observing them with your eyes and ears. It is using your body as a source of wisdom to be present to them. That the minute you sense there is a misalignment, your body can actually tell you because you're present to their energy. And there is a knowing feel that is enveloping you and your client. So tapping into the knowing field is a gift. Using your body, which you already have, is a gift. So you can elevate the quality of your coaching presence and listening with your whole being is, is, is just, you're just elevating the quality of your coaching to much higher level. And guess what? You are enabling your client to expand their capacity because you are dealing in a complex system. You are giving them the energy that they can do it. They can navigate that complex system. Hmm. And this client of mine who managed to expand her capacity really showed it in the next two months of coaching. Can I just share with you, if I have time, what she did? Yeah, we've got about a minute or two. Yeah. So what she did was, there was an opportunity from US telling that there is a new position. She is at senior HR level. She wants to apply, that's a director level. But the process of application is two months of 10 interviews and four presentations. It was so robust and so complex. And yet she went through the whole process and she excelled and she won that post. There were so many contenders from US, but she's not from US, she's from a remote location. And yet she won it. She said it's because she learned the systemic intelligence and she knows how to use the body to sense. What is the question that will come and how to respond? I thought that was really brilliant. Awesome. Awesome. And that's the power of coaching and the progress that we love to see our clients make. And that's why people invest in coaching because they get those kinds of results. So Francis, what's going on for you um, in the next year or so? This is what you've studied recently. What are you, what are you doing that the world can tap into? Yeah. So I'm really excited to share that uh, 
my I co-facilitate on a coach certification program, and we are going to conduct a diploma in coaching that we, which will lead them to a PCC. Currently, we're doing a certificate in coaching where client, I mean, potential new coaches can do an ACC, get their ACC. Now we are expanding it to a PCC. And then next year, we are also doing a diploma in supervision. So those are in the pipeline. Besides that, I'm also launching my new website, BEB by Francis. So it's just who you are being as a person, your whole body and your mind, you know, who can you be? So I want to launch that. I'm really excited. It will be launched in about two, two months time. And I'm also writing a book about being and becoming. So who are you being and who do you need to become? So that will also happen after my website is ready. So these are the exciting bits for 2021. And I will keep you posted about new things that are coming in 2022. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, Francis, it's been great work, um, working with you today. Your story is fascinating. Um, it's really obvious that you have a lot of passion around what you do. And I think this topic that we talked about today can be very helpful for yeah. coaches and adult coaches who are our listeners. Yeah. So thank you everyone for tuning in today. This is um, Tandem Coaching Academies, bringing the worlds of agile and professional coaching together. And we are Alex Kudnov and Sheree Silas, your host. Goodbye. <laughs>